welcome back to another episode of Growing Pains. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about just growing the fuck up because I had a really insightful conversation with a friend and I think that the topics that we discussed during that conversation really needs to be discussed. I think it's really important just to keep in mind and I think it's really important to hold or the advice is that I'm about to talk, I'm about to talk, what? I'm having a fucking stroke. The advice points or advices that I will be talking about, there we go, um, is just something that will get anyone really, really far in life. And this friend, I met her through a series of classes throughout my undergraduate studies and I've truly seen her blossom into a person that she's always wanted to be through several resources and help and just realizing her purpose here on earth and honestly it's really admirable we went out to coffee um at starbucks on university boulevard and then next thing you know it it we spent like seven hours together we went to senate leave then we went to grab uh, illegal pizza, and it was honestly just a really really good time and of course, like some of the topics that we were talking about looped up together, but I came to a realization that growing up, it's a choice and it doesn't matter how old you are, it's about whether you want to grow up and willing to go through the pains of growing up and accepting them as a part of you and letting it structure you into a person that either you want to be or a person that you've always talked about not wanting to be. Um, And yeah, but before we get into it, I'm just going to discuss things that are going on within my day just to like build a closer connection, reflect on what's going on within the week. So I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts at work and honestly, it makes me feel so disgusted on like police forces and protocols of forensic science and it's just... It just comes to show that, like, if you have a lot of money, you can just, like, cover up just about anything. You could, like, literally bribe the police force to just not check your house. And it's just so frustrating. I had a, um, there was an episode about one of the smiley face murders and one of the cadaver dogs had sniffed and detected something in an instrument case and they just didn't do anything about it even though the cadaver dog was like going absolutely nuts over this instrument case and it just it's so frustrating and it always makes me a little bit more wary of my surroundings especially when I find out how easily it is to kidnap just about anyone and you know the fact that I look like a 12 year old certainly doesn't help (laughs) Um, but it's really it's so interesting Um, but if you guys want to check it out I've been listening to the morbid true crime podcast here on Spotify and it's honestly like oh just the way they introduce the cases and the way they talk about it and like the suspense like everything is just oh chef's kiss Uh, I have been doing okay. I had 
a breakdown the last week um, and I'll slowly get into it. It was just honestly building up to that. I don't know what's going on. I think it's just like either something that's hormonal or just stress. I've been meaning to do a couple of things and I just, I'm, I don't want to say like I never got around to doing that, but it's just like heavy, heavy, heavy procrastination. And I will, oh, I'm planning to go to San Diego this weekend to see my boyfriend. Um, it was something that was very impulsive too. I was just like, mm, I want to be there. And he was like, then come here. And I was like, wait, dead ass? So we booked a hotel and then I'll be driving out this weekend. <laughs> uh, I actually be going straight after my work. So right after when I end at 2.30 a.m., I'm going to book at home and then drive straight to San Diego without a wink of sleep. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so I'll be arriving there around 9 a.m. And I think driving in the sunrise or at sunrise is going to be an entirely different experience because driving when it's sunset or during a sunset and then it transitions into night, I think it's more, I don't know, it's a more of a nerve-wracking experience for me because I can't really see anything. They're not going to like build light structures on the I-8 just so people could see um, when you have, you know, the lights of your vehicles uh but driving at sunrise you know there's just gonna be gradually more light as you go and plus like who's driving to like san diego at like 4 a.m other than like delivery trucks so that's gonna be very exciting for me um we might go to a padres game i do not know but um, apparently I got one of the names wrong. I called them the Seattle Mariners. And then when my boyfriend says, oh, bless your heart, it usually just means I made a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake. So I was just like, what, what? Like, uh, did I pronounce it wrong? Like, Mariners, Mariners, Marmalade, Marinara, Marinade? <laughs> I might just call them Marmalade just, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Uh, what else has been going on in my life? I finally found uh, a gift card that has been not, that's not been used yet. So I might take my ass to Ulta and just treat myself to a bronzer. Uh, I feel like I'm working around bronzer, trying to contour everything. I don't want to sharpen my facial features. I feel like I still have that baby face and I really want to embrace it for as long as possible before I actually need to like sharpen up features to quote unquote look my age. But let's be honest, I'm Asian and Asians don't raise them. So I will never look my age. <laughs> uh, I have a hair appointment next week and I am so excited oh my goodness i'm so gosh darn excited because i'm really trying to go like really 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 ashy blonde and i don't want it to take like multiple sessions i just want it to like just fry the fuck out of my hair let me leave the salon looking like an abg please and thank you um so i will finally get the balayage that I've always wanted to do but never got around to actually doing it but hey I'm an adult who makes adult money and sometimes when you give an adult adult money um they spend it on stuff like this <laughs> um I still need to register for my Casper test for Stanford I know my dad wants me to aim for Stanford I, and I don't think he realizes how like how stupid I am but you know it's just give it a shot money's money 
and um, it would be worth a shot. You never know until you actually try. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think the Casper test is a really good indication of like how much of an asshole you are or like just how good you are at regular problem solving, such as like, you know, a guy walks in while you're uh, running your cashier job and just being like, hi, gonna get a refund on this. No, well, my daughter has pneumonia, so you should feel bad. Um, <laughs> so yeah basically that's what a casper test is you can you can literally never like you can't study for a casper test which is nice because i don't like studying i need to retake my gre too and i need to register for that and i don't want to do it because why would i want to spend two hundred dollars to get eighth percentile in math just kidding i've never was eighth percentile in math but you never know you know the world's full of possibilities uh so we are i think i've like ran out of all the things to say there's not much going on in my life except oh my succulents dying i have one named jade and another one named kira and akira she's pregnant but she's dying i don't know what happened to her i gave her water and then she wilted some more so i'm just like ah fuck like do you want some more water so i gave her more water and then now she, her leaves are like literally rotting off so i'm just like oh my god what the fuck jade on the other hand is doing quite splendid she was getting a little bit wilted but uh, i gave her a little bit of water a little bit of sip and she a thirsty she a thirsty hoe um, and she drank all of it up, and now she is doing quite well. I, oh, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, honestly, is my shit, honestly, truly. Because you could get, like, four days worth of groceries for, like, 20 bucks, which is, like, what, $5 a day? And their stuff is so affordable. And my old roommate, she used to shop at Trader Joe's all the time, and I was just like, I used to look at the Trader Joe's things and they were just so expensive, like $11 for like a bunch of spinaches, like no. But what I realized is that you need to get their packaged things, like their almonds, their um, chicken, their beef, their chips, their matcha milks, like honestly, like it's, oh my god, I can never get enough of Trader Joe's. I think I made a system for myself where I will get fresh produce from Safeway and get everything else at Trader Joe's because it's just significantly cheaper there. Plus, they, I bought this grapefruit body butter from there, which is so nice. My skin feels so soft afterwards. And they have like $4 like peony candles or like $3 peony candles, which is honestly so nice. Um, my old, 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 old roommate, uh, she used to sell, she used to sell, she used to buy candles from Walmart, so I might just go ham at Walmart, uh, just to buy a fuckload of candles, because I read that the little air, I don't want, what are they called, they're not air humidifiers, but air fresheners, um, that you plug into the walls, they contain carcinogens, and I don't like carcinogens, so I think I'm just gonna burn candles in the house. Plus, like, they give you nice containers afterwards. Like, I can't tell you how many candle jars I actually have that I repurposed into little containers around my room. So, there's that. I've got, also gotten into the habit of, like, buying flowers from Trader Joe's. And they add a really, really nice addition to my room. I recently bought these fl blue little... I don't know what they're called... But they kind of look, I don't, I don't even know what they look like. But I got these blue flowers from Trader Joe's and 
they're so pretty, honest, oh, they're so pretty, and, oh, they're so pretty, they just give, like, my room a nice little, like, you know, zhuzh up your room, make it all nice and pretty, I feel like I'm turning into Flora, or, like, I want to hold, like, the Flora from, like, Winx Club aesthetic, and I want, like, my boyfriend made fun of me, and he was just, like, maybe it'll just be, like, a little crazy plant lady, like, you won't be a crazy cat lady, you'll be a crazy plant lady, I'm just, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, I really want to buy one of those air plants, and then plants that you hang, and then their vines just, like, creep down, but I never stay in an apartment long enough for me to fully let that thrive I feel like I'm constantly on the go and I I just don't have any time to settle uh even when I moved into this apartment I only stayed here for a year and I never really bothered hanging up any of my wall decoration just because there's literally no fucking point but you know what I'm currently apartment hunting and the apartment that I really wanted to move in was $1,500 a month, and I'm just like, oh, hell no, like, that's literally three-fourths of my entire paycheck, ain't no fucking way I can afford to live there, and it's such a shame, because I really want to live there, but, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, now I finally reflected on my entire day, uh, told you guys what's going on, hopefully you guys are all dandy, all well, um, hopefully you guys are nice and relaxed for all of you college students or college grads or high school students, I don't know, I really don't really know my audience at all, (laughs) um, and that it's finally summertime, if you're like me who was like a recent college graduate who recently just got a job, um, there's no summer vacation for us, but that's okay because we make our own summer, just like how I'm going to make my own summer by going to San Diego this weekend. I really want to go to the beach, but I know it's going to be, like, cold as hell. My nipples are going to be, like, diamonds. <laughs> so, today we are going to be talking about growth in general. I think it's just growing pain and whether you're willing to embrace it or not. So, when I had met up with this friend, I had realized there is a there was a very, very stark difference between the way we chose to perceive life versus how other perceived life. Now, I'm not saying that we are better. I'm not saying that we are worse. It's just compared to other people within our old friend group, there was a stark difference on how we approached life and its problems and how we perceived life and how we chose to perceive it. Because obviously, if you're going to perceive life in like a very miserable, uh, pessimistic matter and saying life sucks I'm a victim of its problems and everything that it has going for me obviously you're not very motivated to go about life's and solving its problems versus another person who is rather more optimistic and said I see this as a challenge I want to approach it in the appropriate manner that will allow myself to grow and the more you grow up looking back I had realized that there are three groups of people people that you 
essentially coexist with, but you go on your separate paths, people that you part away from and people who walk on the same path as you. I have yet to meet a person who is walking on the same path as me where we get to hold hand in hand and walk on this yellow brick road together. I feel like that's a very rare occurrence. That's like a match made in heaven type of thing where you get a boyfriend, that boyfriend and you match residencies after medical school you go to the same medical school that's literally a ride or die and that's a really really rare occurrence parting ways i see more often just because the more you grow up the more you realize your mindset becomes less malleable for some people. Some people are willing to change, you know, you can go into college being an angsty little bean and you could come out of it very open-minded, very optimistic and very much educated on what's going on in the world. So that there's that and then people who coexist with you, it kind of lies in the middle where it's either destined to go one of two paths where you coexist together and then you come closer together and then you walk on that yellow brick road together or you coexist together for a hot minute and then you just part ways. Or you could just merely continue to coexist together, walking your own paths and reaching out every now and then to be like, hey, you okay? You wanna wanna talk? So there's that and I wanted to focus on an aspect of growing up because I feel like growing up it has many many factors you could talk about accountability you could talk about mental growth you could talk about physical growth you could talk about the physiological changes like there's many 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 things that make up the concept of growing up but for today I wanted to merely talk I wanted to focus on accountability and this is in no way shape or form me calling out anyone like I'm like as I said before like I'm fucking over it but I just wanted to focus on accountability because honestly like I feel like I lacked that in the past a lot and that shaped my perception of life for a hot minute where this guy literally drove me crazy and to the point where one of my friends literally said like, and you're being like completely irrational about this. Like when a guy makes you feel crazy where you have to literally pull shit up out of your ass to play detective to connect the dots, um, chances are he's not a really good person for you. But essentially what had happened was that I used to look at life and say, oh my God, like I hooked up with this guy and then like, you know, you know, something bad happened afterwards and the universe has to make up for the fact that, you know, something bad has to happen because something good happened to me, such as, you know, I had a really good hookup and so something bad now has to happen to balance it out. Like you're, uh, no, and you are being completely irrational. He was just not good to you and for you. So, (laughs) but once I started really giving myself the respect that I deserve and seeing myself for who I really am, I saw and attracted more people that have similar mindsets and I now have a boyfriend who actually respects me for who I am and respects my opinion and respects 
me as a woman and makes me really feel really happy. And because of that, I don't think that, oh, I met up with Kenny um, during San Diego in San Diego and now something bad has to happen because San Diego is really good and there has to be balance in the universe. I, I don't think that anymore. So I think accountability is something that is very important to have but it's not very easy to attain because no one likes being told that they're wrong no one likes to be told that hey like you're a shitty person like you should probably change for the better for of other people if you want to continue to have friends and if you continue to or if you want to have a happier life like no one likes being told that they're a miserable potato chip but, you know, you have to recognize that that's the way you treat yourself and either you want to change or not. So I'm going to pull up a little example um, because I think this illuminates on accountability very, 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 very well. So one of the people that I knew um, was going to hold a little birthday gathering at my apartment and what had happened was that she told me, no, there's no, there's not going to be any alcohol. It's just going to be totally chill. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like I did not find out day of, of who was invited and how many people were coming. And obviously I felt, a little, I felt like it was kind of unfair because I should not be told day of how many people are coming and who they are and introducing that many people into my apartment into well our apartment really in a space where I live I don't know any of these people I'm not comfortable with having that many people in my house but I felt kind of cornered where if I said yeah I'll have to deal with being uncomfortable of who's in my house what they're doing um and if I say no they're gonna be like well fuck you like oh my god we totally have to like find a different house like fuck you like you're just you're such a party pooper like I just felt like I had to say yes and there was no room to say I'm not comfortable with this but anyways besides the point I go to work and I come home at 3 a.m finding four different alcohol bottles on the countertop that's okay plans change whatnot whatever and then I find out there were a pack of playing cards that I have never owned a day in my life in my room with cards scattered all over my bed. Mind you, no one was home at this point. So I start panicking because that meant that someone had went into my room without my permission and I don't know what they did in my room. My tax amendment was on the floor um, and my social security was all out in the open which means that my social security number might have been compromised now you can say oh it's like not really realistic for someone to go into your room solely to just see your, your social security number but like there was a breach of privacy you don't just throw things in my room a room that's not yours and just throw things in there as if it's trash on top of my tax amendment on the floor so then my entire identity is compromised and my dad has had an experience where he had his social security number stolen and his credit was far beyond repair because someone opened up a bank account and just maxed everything out so i was incredibly paranoid about that and i had to confront the people the next day mind you this was a very heated argument so i will not be repeating that but essentially there was this back and forth between whose cards are these? I don't know. 
that was literally your only job when you held that party at our apartment. Your only job was to make sure people don't go into the one room they weren't supposed to. And you failed at that. And there was this, you know, back and forth between like, well, just lock your door. I'm, you know, I'm still allowed to have friends over. And it's just like, you're not going to give me suggestions on a problem that you caused. There was a breach of privacy. And now my entire identity is now compromised. My social security number is now compromised. You aren't, you, even if you say, oh, I'll just like, you know, put a careful eye on all of my friends next time. Well, but that's the problem because you invited friends who you thought you knew had, who you thought had respect for your space and you invited them over and turns out one of them clearly does not have the respect to respect other people's spaces. One of them clearly does not give a fuck and right now you're over there scratching your heads figuring out who could possibly do this and on top of you saying, I'll just keep an, an eye out on it next time. I'll just keep a careful eye out on it, on it on them next time. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. They literally went into my room while you were meters away from them. You failed at that one job, and I'm sorry. But So anyways, the condition was that we weren't allowed to have anyone over. And again, there was this very heated uh, point that she made. She's saying, my name's on the lease too. I have rights to this apartment. You can't forbid me to bring my friends over. I'm sorry, but one of your friends went into my room and two, and you said it yourself, you assured me that this will never, ever, ever, ever happen again. That would, those were, those came out of, those words came out of your mouth and that was something that you said. So when you said this will never, ever, ever happen again, why are you frustrated over the fact that there is a condition that was established to assure that this will indeed never, ever, ever happen again? This is not a condition that will only affect you. This is also a condition that also affects me because I also have people that I want to invite over and have a girly wine night, but now I can't do that. I want Kenny to come over. I want to have Kenny come over to my apartment so we don't have to pay for an Airbnb, but now I can't have that because we, and like the fact that we only see each other four times a year in person, that's also not fair to me. So you're not the only person that is affected by this. And your name is on the lease. Yes, I do agree. Your name is on the lease too. And you have rights to this apartment. But so is mine. And so is my space. And apparently you had no respect for it. And if you want to talk like an adult, all right, I can treat this like an adult. I can file a police report, which I already have done because now my social security number is now compromised. So anyways, that's the gist of the story. And... Now, this is this is all uh, like tying back to the point of accountability, where a person can say that they want. There's a difference between wanting to take accountability and just saying that you will take accountability, and knowing what to do and knowing what's right, but not actually doing it. Um, to take accountability is to say, yes, you know what, this will never ever happen again, and this will indeed never ever happen again. But there's a difference between actually agreeing and taking action because of what was done and what was damaged, and there's a difference between empty promises, um, essentially. And you can definitely see, or at least I'm attempting to illuminate on the fact that there is a stark difference between 
showing accountability and and establishing accountability and taking accountability versus saying that you will do it because you know that's the right thing to do but not actually going out of your way to do it because it just takes a little bit more work and it's just a little bit more harder um so as a person i cannot tell you what and what not to do um you have to realize that on your own and that was actually one of the things that my friend and i during our coffee date had talked about is that you can go to therapy you can go to your friends to help for help you can go to your parents for help but at the end of the day if you if you want to make a difference within your life you're gonna have to do that on your own your resources are only there to help you because your friends can't change your life for you i can't go to my sister and say change my life and she'll just say okay and then with the wave of my magic wand she'll give me confidence and she is gonna give me everything that I need to succeed in life. You can go to therapy, but your therapist isn't gonna be like, okay, well, let me fix your life for you. You have, it has to start by you because only you can make a difference within your own life. Other people can only give you advice about what to do, but if you don't want to follow their advice and if you don't wanna actually change or divert your path into another direction like you're just gonna go in the same direction like if you don't want to adjust your sail of your sailboat to go west instead of east you're still gonna go east and nothing's literally nothing's gonna change um and i think it also ties in to the topic of finding explanations within your life to give well not give an explanation but like finding reasons within your life on like why it's actually going so wrong and not actually looking internally of what's going on within the things that you're doing and blaming on all of the external things and honestly like i'm i i used to be like that too you know oh my god like you know uh, the universe needs to balance my life out so that's why all these bad things have to happen like no and you failed your chemistry exam because you wanted to sleep with someone hours before your final You did not fail that final because God hates you. You failed that final because you were busy fucking an engineer in his dorm room. Um, (laughs) So no one likes to look within themselves and say, this is going wrong, that's going wrong, that's going wrong. Because it's such an easy way to bash yourself, which is why I was hesitant to do it. Because on one hand, I was just like, I want to have self-love, I want to practice self-love, but then I can't be looking at the things that I'm doing wrong because then I'll overdo it and just be like, you're a flaming hot piece of shit and I don't mean that in a good way. Like, you're a piece of shit, you're a pile of steam and shit and you are amounting to nothing, you will amount to nothing and you're an entire disappointment to your parents, your dad and dad literally paid thousands of dollars for you to be a steaming pile of shit. Like, see how easy that was? So, it takes a lot of practice to look deep within yourself and say this is what I need to improve on versus this is what I need to stop doing so that 
my perception of myself doesn't exacerbate into something that's far worse. I hope that made sense. <laughs> uh, but essentially, it's... You guys get the point. Like, it, It's just really easy to bash yourself and say all these terrible, mean things about yourself versus actually nitpicking on what you need to do to actually better your life. And I think that was how... I lost so many key friends, figures in my life because I wanted to change my life for the better. But that required looking really deep into my soul and saying, do I deserve this? Do I want this? What do I want? And how do I make my life better? And... I almost wanted to dedicate this episode into losing friends is almost never a bad thing because if you look at it, you know, if you have shitty friends, if you're surrounding yourself with shitty people who don't want to grow up and they're still partying around at at 30 years old, hanging around with college kids when they're 26 and just being like, yeah, like, let me just buy alcohol for all y'all, um... I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, they're not necessarily, like, bad people. Just, like, people who just never grew out of their quote-unquote college phase or people who don't want to take accountability for their actions and continue to say, God hates me, uh, I am God's least favorite, and he is out to get me, when in reality, they just need to make a few tweaks in their life to make a significant change to their lifestyle and their future. Um... And it was really frustrating because I wasn't happy with the people that I was surrounding myself with. I saw a lot of potential in these people, but it didn't seem to me that they had the vigor and drive to get to where they want to be. It kind of radiated an energy of I went to college because I was told to go to college but I really don't know why I'm here and that was not the ideology that I have for my education and my future and I was scared to be lonely because I'd rather surround myself with floaters I guess you could say um, where they're just kind of floating around just kind of chilling just not really fighting or well I can't say well I mean in this day and age in this economy it's literally fighting but not really driving themselves into what they want to do um so I'd rather have friends like that rather than no friends and that was something that I had to accept within myself because I was scared of being lonely and I'd rather be friends with people that are not good for me rather than be completely alone And then I had this huge fallout with another friend where it just, we lived very, very, very different lifestyles. I don't want to say that she always plays the victim, but she had a very victimized mindset. We would always talk about the same things, the same problems, and I'd always be giving the same advice to her. And it was certainly not fair to me where it was very draining And on top of just someone who was just very inconsiderate of my feelings. I feel like there was just a 
misunderstanding of priority within our friendship. I felt not even like second tier to her. I felt like I had to fight for a place in her life and I refused to do that because I am better than that. I am better than fighting and proving myself that I'm enough for you only for you to say, maybe I'll consider you. Absolutely not. So I had to look at that and say, well, I don't want to admit that I surrounded myself with really, really bad people because I feared of being lonely, but that's exactly what it was and that's exactly what I had to accept. And I had to go through that again because, there again, I have found myself, uh, I stumbled across another person who made a very significant impact in my life. And again, I had to let them go. Um, this time a little bit quicker because, um, you know, th- that previous person really primed me to recognize the red flags in people. But besides the point, I cannot surround myself with people who don't want to grow up who refuse to grow up, who know how to grow up and literally spoon-fed advice straight to their face. It's right in front of their face, but they don't want to take it. And I don't want to surround myself with people like that because in a very harsh and realistic way of saying this, I did not sign up to be a babysitter. I I signed up to be your friend and if you can't do that, I'm sorry. I can't I'm growing up and I need to surround myself with people that are grown up or are growing up. And I cannot surround myself with people who want to sit there and be babied by their friends and complain about the same thing every single day and just completely drain your friends being like, why aren't you listening to me? Because it just, when people do that, it radiates a type of energy of beg for a place in my life it radiates the same energy to me to just be like beg for a place in my life and if you go you go but you need to ask for a place in my life for me to even consider you because the fact that you don't want to consider my advice as a friend it's hurtful I wouldn't say it's insulting but it is definitely hurtful because I'm not important enough for you to make a difference in your life and I've allowed you to make an impact into my life and when I am giving you advice on what I think will better your life such as, oh, I don't know, something simple like um, respecting yourself so shitty guys won't tread on you all the time or stop drinking or stop vaping as much and if you don't want to consider that as a friend and say, I'll consider it but honestly, you are not important enough to make a difference in my life. I refuse to sit here and beg for a place in your life because that's not who I am. Wow, got really heated for a second. Um, but yes, uh, that's that's not taking accountability. And I, I, I had to live with that. I had to say, hey, Anne, you were scared of being lonely. It's okay. You were weak and you needed to be dependent on someone. And that's just who you were back then. But because of the experience that you have endured because of that, now you are the person that you are today. There's a constant cycle of self-reflection on am I doing okay and what can I do to actually better my life. And still in the works, taking, you know, as my friend called it, baby bird steps, but progress is progress and I'm really proud of the things or how far I've gone to this point because I... 
I want to say I started locking my doors. I started protecting my heart, my mind, and myself very, very carefully. Um, And this is another thing that I wanted to bring up and that I thought about in the shower is that you are your own house. Uh, You have furniture in your house. In your house, there is gold. There is money. You know, there's value to you as a human being. You have people in your house, people that you hold very close to your heart. You have, you know, antique furniture, a crystal chandelier, you know, everything about, like every little thing in your house makes up you as a person. Decorate your house how you will. But the main thing that you need to keep in mind is that there are going to be bad people out there. There are going to be people who are lurking around the corner, looking into everyone's windows and seeing which one is the best house and which one has valuables in it. Just like how there are other shitty people out there who you know, look at people and say, she's nice. I'm going to exploit her for her happiness. I'm going to exploit her from her kindness. I'm going to exploit her over the fact that she's a doormat and I, she'll literally do anything that I want. You cannot assume that there's only good people out there. In a perfect world, there is, but you know, unfortunately we're here on planet earth and some people are just shitty. So people out there looking through your windows and seeing like, Ooh, I like that crystal chandelier. Ooh, that girl has a lot of money. I'm going to be nice to that girl so I can steal her money. Ooh, uh, that house has really nice antique furniture. Ooh, you know, ooh this, ooh that. If you do not protect your house, there will be consequences to follow. Because people, just like how there's shitty people out there, are going to try to break into your house. They're going to try to open up your windows. They're going to try to open up your doors. Now, to have your home broken into, just like how you can have your heart broken, not necessarily by a boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be broken by a family member. It could be broken by another shitty person. It could be broken by your sister. It could be broken by a friend, like literally anyone. Your soul and heart can get broken into. And you can learn from that you can start putting locks on your windows, your doors. You could have a security uh, recorder. You can have a security system, just like how you can protect your soul and your heart by learning from these experiences. A guy can come in, swoop you off your feet and say, I love you so much. Oh my God, I promise I won't break your heart. And it ends up cheating on you or breaking your heart or ends up just overall not being a nice person you learn from that experience your home has already been broken into what are you gonna do you can't sit there and say grr like how fucking dare he how fucking dare he such a piece of shit like yeah that person's a piece of shit but they're also gone with like half of your crystal chandelier so what are you gonna do it already happened Uh, so what you can do is that you can install all of those security things, just like how you can sit there and reflect 
on how you can spot these red flags. Now, you can't just look at the guy and just be like, mm, he has black hair. No, all black-haired people are gonna be horrible, horrible lovers to me. Absolutely not. But you can say that, hmm, this guy love-bombed me and then he drew himself back so I would beg for his love some more so I'd be totally hooked onto him so that... I would be completely dependent on his love and then he made me feel like and thought and genuinely believed that I am unlovable and that he's the only person who can love me just by saying I'm the only person who can love you. I'm the only person who can bring you joy. So the next person that comes in and love bombs me and says those same words or something that um, something of that nature, I can see that as a red flag. But what you cannot do is that you cannot sit there. I mean, you can, but it's just not very responsible of you and not very, uh, it's not you taking accountability. If you sit there and said, I cannot believe my home got broken into. I really hope the next person who goes into my house doesn't break through the door even though that it has no locks the windows have no locks there's no security system there's nothing in my house um to protect me against these horrible 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 people and I really hope I'm really crossing my fingers real hard that the next person who drives by my house won't take the last of my crystal chandelier that is absolutely not taking responsibility at all. And you cannot go to your friends and say, I cannot believe my house got broken into for the fifth time already. Did you install locks on your door? No. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't know what else to tell you. And I think that was one of the things that had, that was just so goddamn infuriating about this particular interaction with this person. Because... This person made a really big, big impact in my life, but what was unfair was that I would have to sit there and again beg for a place in her life where it resulted in her literally walking out while I was talking to her. And at that point, I said, absolutely not. I will not beg for a place in your life. What you're not going to do is literally walk out on me as I'm talking to you because my words just don't have that effect anymore and it does not have any power at all it's worthless to you and honestly if you're going to treat me like I'm worthless that's fine I'm gone from your life and that's we're going to keep it that way um so yes that was the uh example that I wanted to bring up that I th- that I think uh, further got me to further understand the concept of protecting my heart and soul because when people say just protect your heart like or just protect your soul like I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about and I was just like like, how do you do that? Like, are you talking about it in, like, a physiological sense or, like, uh, like a mo- an emotional sense? Like, even if you are talking about it in an emotional sense, like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how do you look for red flags? Because usually I don't notice red flags until they're actually right in front of my face. But it's okay to be defensive. It's okay to take extra precaution on your house. It's okay to have CCTVs everywhere. It's okay to have... I don't know, like lasers everywhere where one of them could trip up an alarm system. It's okay to have that. And it's okay to be overprotective of your heart and soul because at the end of the day, you have that crystal chandelier in your house, you got people who you care about in your house and you want to protect it, right? So it's okay to be protective of what you love, but it's the action that you take 
from those lessons that you have learned that make that makes an actual difference in your life. Because obviously, if you're just going to sit there and complain about how life sucks and how your home got broken into, you're not learning anything from that. And of course, you're going to have to admit that, hey, I did not put security, I did not have security in my house. So obviously, I also play into a factor of this is why my home got broken into. Of course, the blame 100% goes to the burglar, the thief, the whoever went into your house. That's, you know, that's not right. You should not go into people's homes and steal their shit. But there's shitty people out there. So what we can do on our side as the victims of home burglaries is that we can protect. And the more protection that you have, the more they are, the more, the more discouraging it becomes for those burglars and thieves to actually break into your home. And that comes with confidence in like a physical manner when you are confident in who you are that you are completely protected and no shitty person can come up to you and say you're a piece of shit like I've never seen anyone come up to a confident person and said you're a piece of shit and actually bother their time with a confident person because they're 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 not gonna budge they prey on weaker and uh, oh, I wouldn't say weaker. That's like sounds really bad, but like obviously, like it's it's a, a vul- more vulnerable people. There, there we go, more vulnerable people because they know that their shitty effect is going to be much more powerful versus a very confident person. But anyways, um, we are reaching fifty minutes. Good job. I think that is all that I have to say right now. I know that I went in a loop, but hey, I feel like that's just a growing theme within this entire podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy your day. Um, and I'll see y'all later. Bye.